Hi, listener, and welcome back to a new episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. Good to be back for another uh, very special episode. Yeah, so this week we get ready for the Super Bowl next Sunday. Very exciting for all of the Eagles fans and the... Um, Chiefs fans. Chiefs. I was going to say Chiefs, and I'm like, is it the Chiefs? I'm pretty sure it's the Chiefs. Being from yes. Pennsylvania, all we hear about are the Eagles. And I actually was in Philadelphia last week when the Eagles were playing, seeing a Villanova game and it was complete madness sidebar. Yeah. So pretty interesting to see. Glad I wasn't at the game in that madness, but it took a long time to get into the city. But yeah, so this week we're going to talk about great football mo- movie and a book and football player. And that is The Blind Side. The book is The Blind Side Evolution of a Game. And it was written by Michael Lewis and it was published in, in 2006. So tell us a little bit about the movie. I think a lot of people maybe have seen it. I don't know. Yeah, the movie, Um, it came out in 2009. It was uh, written and um, written and directed by John Lee Hancock tells uh, the story of uh, uh, Michael Orr and his story gr- growing up and kind of a rough upbringing, but went to live with this, these uh, this family, the Tuies, Leanne and Sean Tuie, and their uh, children. And it had uh, featured a cast that included uh, Sandra Bullock playing Leanne Tuie, Tim McGraw playing her husband, Quinn Aaron plays Michael. Uh, also features uh, Kathy Bates in a supporting as well. The film uh, was a massive success, grossing over $300 million at the box office. It was pretty, uh, get a lot of uh, critical notice, particularly for the performances, especially of Sandra Bullock, who won numerous awards, including the Academy Award for Best Actress. The film itself was also nominated for Best Pick, Best Picture. Now, it's funny because the, you know, the book stopped, like came out in 2000 while Michael was still in college, you know, and the book and the and the movie came out in 2009, like shortly, and that was the year that uh, he had been drafted. Uh, he had been drafted, so he, uh, Michael Orr had a uh, you know pretty notable career. He was an uh, first team All American in college at at Ole Miss, and then uh, was drafted in the first round, I believe 23rd overall by the Baltimore Ravens. He went on to play eight years in the NFL with the Ra- with the Ravens, Titans, and Panthers. Panthers. He he won a Super Bowl while with the Ravens and played in another one while with the Panthers. This little background on his uh, career there. Yeah. Now I love this movie and I will stop and watch it anytime it's on numerous channels that it plays on. I feel like it's always on and I bet it will be on this week with the Super Bowl even more. But I love this movie and I had never read the book until we you know talked about doing this episode. But I really I, I love this movie. But the book it's interesting because it does like talk a lot more about football. You know we get a lot of background on the evolution of the left tackle, the blind side, and, you know, how that evolved and the coaching and who was good coaches and who was bad coaches and how people kind of changed the game of football in college and the NFL and, you know, like Joe Teisman and Lawrence Taylor, we get a lot of background on football. And I think if that's what you love to read about, this is a great book yeah, because it does give you so much. And this book is actually on our school reading list. It's the summer reading, and I believe it's for seniors. It's in one of the curriculum there. And I think that's nice that they put a book that maybe, you know, kids who are really into sports can read and like. For me, the football got a little bit tedious because it was a lot 
of football. Like, and that's not really my thing. (laughs) Um, You know, I liked it and I found it interesting. And I liked hearing about the players and what they did and kind of their personalities that you got to learn about and what drove them. But the actual, like, kind of the, I don't know, the evolution of it really kind of, it's not my thing. But, you know, I like the story of Michael Orr and I like the story of some of the coaches. But some of that I was like kind of paging past a little bit. I'd read a little bit and go, okay, I'm going to page past. Yeah, yeah, kind of the X's, X's and O's. And even though I, a huge football fan and love football, like even that kind of, that kind of stuff, it's like, well, it's like I just, you know, want to watch the game. It's like, and I, I don't need to know blocking assignments and things of that sort. Um, you know, they just do, do what they do. And it's, it, I, it's interesting. And um, it was about like how important the left tackle position is and what, and like, and the evolution of it that uh, I believe today, like the highest paid profession in, 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 in the NFL is quarterback. And the second highest paid uh, position is uh, left tackle, primarily because of this reason. So that was a little interesting. And you do get a little bit of like the technical stuff in the, uh, particularly in the beginning of the film, uh, where they actually show the scene. It was a famous play with... uh, quarterback from Washington, Joe Theismann, who was sacked by the New York Giants linebacker, um, Lawrence Taylor that uh, ended his ended his playing career and that Sandra Bullock kind of narrates it a little bit saying you know talking about how yeah know, how important the left tackle is and for me that's enough that I needed to know in the movie <laughs> you yeah know, like, you could set me up with that little bit and I was good with that you know it's interesting in the now I think Michael Lewis is a great storyteller right like I think what he did with this book and I think it's even more interesting when you read some of the acknowledgments um, and how the story came to be is that he knew Sean Tui and was going to him with questions about a different article he was writing. And he started, Sean Tui started telling Michael Lewis about his son, Michael Orr, and what was going on. And then, you know, Michael Lewis had heard a little bit about him, you know, how he plays because he was in college. But, and then he says how he was talking to his wife about it later on. And she was like, you have to write this story, who I think his wife is Tabitha Sorensen for anybody who's was a big MTV fan. But I think he's a great storyteller because I also love, he also wrote Moneyball, which I think is amazing and um, The Big Short. So he's done some, I mean, he's written a lot of other things, but those two have been turned into to films. And I I think he's a really great storyteller finding a story because, I mean, at this point, yes, Michael Orr was a story, but he wasn't a big star. I mean, he was a star within high school and college, but not necessarily an NFL person at that time. And I I think that's really interesting how he found that story. I I just thought that was really cool that, you know, he wasn't, when he was writing this, he wasn't writing about an NFL person. He was writing about this kid who had a really great story. He he is married to Tabitha Soren. I said Soren, somebody's married to Tabitha Soren. For anybody my age who remembers her from MTV News. <laughs> a bit before my time. Yeah. So, <laughs> but she encouraged him to write this story. Um, and that's why I always love to read like the acknowledgements and the post scripts in these books because you get like so much insight from them and like why someone found this story. And I just really like that. But I like the book, but I, you know, of course the movie's going to put a little bit more of a flair to it, you know, a little more pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like ho- get a little bit of the Hollywood treatment. And it, it's interesting because I remember when this movie came out. I think it, you know, I went to go see it in theaters. And it was, uh, it was a re- um, and I'm thinking because, you know, sports movies are incredibly popular. You know, there's always new sports movies every year. And football, you know, is probably the most 
popular sport i guess turned into movies and that and i remember the thinking like you see these sports movies and they'll be showing plays and everything and you know acrobatic catches and runs and all you know things that yeah do happen in play in in, in actual games but a little bit different and i remember thinking it's like a little interesting how the primarily it's an offensive lineman who is the focus of this so Obviously, in the offensive line, it's not a glamorous position. Uh, it's, you know, you're kind of in the trenches and pretty much you, it's a good thing not to get noticed <laughs> there. Because if you're noticed, it's probably because you're doing something bad, like creating a penalty or something. So I kind of wondered how they were going to make that and going to make the, that into the movie. And there was like a little, you know, several scenes with, you know, during games and like the one part where he blocks the player completely off off the field completely off the field and flips them over the thing the fence and that but, you know it was interesting how they went about that you know creating some entertaining gridiron action but it just yeah i thought it was you know really like well done it's just a nice inspirational story and you know the book you know definitely goes into more detail uh there but one interesting thing i found out that there was a scene in the film that i thought might have been like fabricated just for extra drama that when I was reading the book, I was surprised it did actually happen. And that was the scene where uh, Michael and uh, SJ, Sean Jr. are in the car are in the car and get in the car accident. You know, I thought I thought maybe they might have, you know, made that up just to have some added drama and to show, you know, how he protected the boy protected the boy and how he, you know, from the airbag going off in his face and, and that. And I was surprised in the book when that was a real uh, true story that happened. So yeah, I, I was too. I thought, uh, you know, I thought a lot from the movie really wasn't too embellished. No, yeah. you know, like I thought they stayed pretty, pretty true to a lot of the stuff. And I think, you know, of course they have to cut down on things, but I think the book really illustrates how you know the school was torn about keeping him in because of his grades and his lack thereof. You know, transcripts of an education and the school really the the headmaster, the dean really was torn, and you know he ultimately chose to keep him in the school. And I thought it was interesting. You know, I think the book doesn't show the level at which people and the teachers maybe tried to really like help with his education or, or get him like to where he needed to be to, to learn, which I thought was, you know, you have to cut down on that, of course, in the movie. I mean, and they do touch on it. They absolutely do. But I did really like that, you know, that, that aspect. And I think the other thing is, you know, we see them as very wealthy, the twoies in the, in the movie and they are, but I think you never get Sean's perspective of the instability of that, right? Like he's never really in the book. He tells you how unstable kind of their income in owning these restaurants are very, it's very risky. It's up and down. And, you know, you don't get that from the movie because, you know, it's not the focus, but I liked what I liked about the book was the background you got on Sean Tui, which I think helped understand why he felt compelled to help Michael because of the way he saw himself um, and the way he grew up, which I don't think you get a ton of that in the movie. You know, it, it feels a little bit more, I don't know, Leanne-driven and altruistic in the in the movie, but the book, you kind of get Sean's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise. Like his, um, you know, his character seemed to be rather like skilled back like in the movie in the book he uh i believe it says that he was actually an assistant coach that and that is not like in the movie and he's like much takes like a much more like active 
active role and that whereas um in the movie he's kind of portrayed you know not negatively or anything of that sort he's just kind of like the supportive husband and father and that but it definitely was more from leanne's perspective and i think part of it i think may be like star power obviously sandra bullock is one of the um biggest stars of the last 30 years and he's yeah. not and nothing against like tim mcgraw but he's primarily focused for his uh great singing career and just you know just frequently pop up in you know movie roles and act, but acting I, a lot but yeah and i also think though they did that because they wanted to drive home that michael really trusted women and didn't trust men which is why leanne was kind of in the driver's seat i think you know and he trusted her and sean was kind of hanging back waiting for michael to trust him and and i think you got that from the book too but you know i think you got more of a perspective in the book that the two is like they just didn't help michael like sean too had been paying kids lunches and things in the in the school and you know donating money and you know to different causes throughout unbeknownst to people and unbeknownst to the kids he was helping you know that was kind of what he did because of and I liked when he talked about his coach in college and how he felt he had to keep his scholarship and that was the only way he was going to get an education and he took that abuse of that coach because he had to and I thought that was one sad but two I think it kind of in the book you got why he was trying to get Michael to go in the right direction really focus on the coaching because he wanted him to have a good experience with a coach that he trusted. And I thought that was, you know, interesting in the book that you got that little background story. One one thing that always stuck out to me about the film was um, there's a number of cameos by coaches playing themselves the actual coaches like yeah um and it was almost like kind of a, a time uh time capsule kind of because like most of those coaches that like you know, like at the time or you know even at the time the films were released weren't weren't there uh like to um lou holtz was uh at, at south carolina at the time he's since been retired a long long time and you know the phil fulmer was at tennessee it's funny the the one uh cameo was by nick saban who at the time was recruiting Michael to play at LSU, but now he's been the coach at uh but at the at the time of the movie's release was at Alabama and still is there many years later. Uh so or like my buddy from college and I just got a kick out of that because you know we knew all these coaches and it's funny that they, you know, to have them play themselves instead of hiring actors to play them. So was Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they did the best, you know, they did they did a fine job. Like, I don't think we're yeah, going to get any, any awards or anything, but no, but they were it, funny. It, worked. it was a good, it worked. And it's good for people who love football and see that and see the They're like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. There they are. And I like, you know, I like the relationship between Collins and SJ and Michael, you know, I think obviously that's, you know, comes out in both. I think we get more of the story in the book of, you know, how protective he is of them a little bit. Um, But, you know, and the other thing I liked about the book was the background of Memphis and Hurt Village and um, kind of that, you know, kind you, you got the background on maybe how Memphis is still, you know, two sides. You know, I think that was interesting. You got a little bit more of that. I mean, in the movie illustrates how difficult Herd Village is, where Michael came from. And you see that and that is, you know, very, it's it's terrible. Um, yeah. But, you know, you kind of see all that. And, I, you know, the other part of the end of the book I liked is they talked about like how many of these, how many kids are in places like these, like Herd Villages who have so much talent. Because they say like Michael had a natural talent, right? Like have talent who are not given an opportunity to, you know, kind of discover 
discover that or have that cultivated and cheered on and enabled to play these sports because of lack of funding or, you know, rides or parental input or, you know, anything and personal money. And I think the book does a really good job of at the end, like kind of saying that, you know, and and that obviously very sad and how, you know, some of these kids have so much talent, but they don't have the um, means to get get that out there in the world. And I think that's, you know, I think that's true kind of everywhere when you look at, you know, sports, especially some of the competitive sports that are you know, cash cows sometimes. Yeah, it is. You know, know, it's fine. That's a topic for another day. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it's, I, that's why I like the, that's why I like the postscripts in the book and the end of it. Like <laughs> those kind of tidbits, like we know the story of Michael Orr and that's not changing in the book between the book and the movie for too much. It's the extras that you get in the book that maybe some people find interesting and maybe some people don't. They, just, you know, that's fine too. Cause the movie is wildly entertaining. And it, it's, in, it's interesting about that, that point. Like I'm also, I am a big fan of the NFL draft i watch it every year and i'll watch it from like the first pick to the last pick and everything i just i I fall in love with it and a lot of times they'll be talking because you know there's 200 some players and obviously following college football yeah you're familiar with a lot of them but many no clue and you know who they are the story and like they'll show on the like like little stories about them and you see like sometimes you know player gets drafted and say like they had a rough upbringing they came from you know not the best circumstances or structures and it's kind of like this little inspiration inspirational story so it can um it definitely help and um now one now one thing uh in the the book seems to go into more in-depth de- detail about this, uh, but the movie does touch on it, does, you know, give it uh, some focus, but about there is an investigation into his uh, recruitment by the NCAA that, you know, the NCAA looked into it, that he, you know, was was there some kind of like backhanded deals to get him to Ole Miss, but, you know, they touch on that in the movie. There's this, a scene where Michael is meeting with the, the woman who's the investigator and they have a meeting and that's kind of and that's just kind of it the book goes into a lot more detail and shows that you know there's multiple meetings and they sit down with with sean with sean and talk about talk about it so yeah i think that's uh, another aspect where sean was much more involved than he was in the movie like you don't you don't see him as part of that ncaa investigation in the movie at all you know and he's very involved in it in the book one because michael won't talk to her um and he's trying to help with that and but also protect michael and i think you see that much more in the book than the movie yeah Yeah. it's much more it's much more prevalent yeah and one other thing and like harkening back to like is of upbringing and there's a part like where where she's interviewing him and in the book and talking about you know his his life and that and she asked him to name his like family members his uh, yeah. siblings and like he doesn't he doesn't know he has multiple you know multiple you know brothers and sisters and half brothers half sisters and everything and the you know and he just doesn't know about he just isn't you don't really know about them or even know their name even know their names so really like that part in the book really was kind of jarring that how like he doesn't know and you know obviously with kind of this you know this loose family structure that he just didn't have growing up he um that's not in that's not inconceivable that he would really have no no kind of relationship or even know who they are or their names or yeah it's just yeah it's it was very sad you know, it is very sad it is yeah i'm just i thought 
thought that Michael Orr put out a book too, but I don't think he did. No, I believe Everett, yeah, he did have a, he did have his own book as well. I'm not sure the name of it. Which I think is, I, I would like to read it because I always feel like, you know, books like this and movies like, you know, are someone else's perspective, right? Like I kind of feel like, and I know you, the notes in this book say he contributed a little bit, but it's always someone else's perspective. And I wonder, you know, kind of how he tells his story, right? Because I think you always see your story a little bit differently. True. And I, I wonder kind of how he sees himself. It is. He said, I beat the odds from homelessness to the blind side and beyond. And I think it's just coming out. Um, it, um, it's not listed here as a 2011. It's on, it was oh, okay. It's 2011. Okay. So, and it's listed, I think, as a Christian book, which makes sense because they're very, they're, they're religious. And well, actually, it's him with someone else actually to st- still telling his story, but he does the introduction. I kind of like wonder about that because I would like to know how he tells his story. Like, I think it's very, it's funny when we talk about books and films that are based off people and you realize like you're talking about a person and not yeah. a character, right? Like you're talking about a person who, you know, you're kind of talking about their life. And, and I, I always feel kind of bad doing that. But, um, you yeah. know, the book is out there and the movie's there for us to consume. But I always wonder like how he tells yeah. his own story. Because, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we could talk about it from a very detached view, but it was probably very painful at some point, you know, many points. Yeah, uh-huh. it's funny. I was thinking of that. We were actually like texting the other day and I mentioned something of a, a like, like talking about talking about it and how Sean's role in the book and film are very different. And I said, and I said, like, I texted, I texted like book slash real life. Cause yeah, it's, it's the real life, not just a, a novel or something that right. everything is real people. And uh, one other thing I thought of, that I wanted to know, like, I, you know, this was a fair, when the movie came out, it was a very big story and everything. A couple of years. Uh, so person, personally, uh, my, my aunt, my aunt Leslie and Uncle Paul uh, for Christmas every year have get me this ornament series. It's every year it's a different NFL player. It's usually like a you know star star uh, like a star player and everything going going back ever since I was a kid. It's almost like the thirty of them in the series now keeps going. The one year Michael Orr was the was the uh, the ornament uh, for it. So at the you know that kind of just shows how you know how big of a story this was. And how much of an impact it was because obviously like you know linemen really aren't stars in the nfl in fact <laughs> in, in all the ornaments i got it's mostly quarterbacks and running backs and i believe he's the only like yeah he's the only one like a lineman who got his own ornament and probably would be continued so but just to show the the scope of, of this story <laughs> yeah I, yeah i really you know i enjoyed this i enjoyed the book i love the movie i'll probably watch yeah. it again this week as we prepare for the super bowl which i think is really funny like i you as you were talking about the ornaments like you just again like the kind of the commercialization of you know everything but you know it's so funny now like on tiktok everything is the chiefs versus the eagles and the kels brothers is it kels or kelsey yes yeah terrible jason kelsey, Kel- I think. Yeah, kelsey, kelsey. Yeah. the brothers and i think they're hilarious but they are like it's such like a, a hype machine for the super bowl and it's 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 like costs no dollars and everybody's following them on tiktok and if you haven't seen the tiktok of coach sirianni and his kids you have to watch it because it's killing me every day I watch it as we get so that's like my my soapbox for the Super Bowl. Those are the things I'm interested in this week for the Super Bowl, not necessarily yeah. the game, but 
all the things leading up to it. So I think, you know, we should, you know, ask our listener to hit us up and let us know who are you cheering for this week? Are we Eagles fans or Chiefs fans? I guess I'm going to have to be forced to pick one this week. Yeah, I uh, I actually do like the Chiefs. I have my own Chiefs mug and everything. And oh, that. really? So you are yeah. a Chiefs fan? Yeah, yeah. I did not I know this. No, no. Okay. I don't have any clothes or anything, but I have a mug, two mugs and a shot glass from okay. the, of Chiefs material. Well, you um, can drink your beverages that out of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, my father and my sister are big Eagles fans, so I feel like I'm going to have to, you know, yeah. cheer for the Eagles. My ne- my nephew loves the Eagles. So I won't I be too upset if they lose. <laughs> That's what I'll have okay. to do. One other thing about the blind side I wanted to make, make note that I thought was very very funny or something personally. They were talking about Michael's uh, recruitment and how many colleges were after him and they said every major like every major college football team recruited him except for one like that <laughs> and the only one that was was penn state i knew, you're, I knew so, you were gonna say that i was like oh okay that's interesting i never knew that <laughs> penn state missed out on that one yeah not that he was okay. probably going north but still <laughs> yeah yeah true i thought that was funny <laughs> that is funny well i think we've covered it all for today yeah so listener let us know who you're cheering for this weekend. Personally, I'm looking forward to Rihanna at halftime. So (laughs) (laughs) that would probably be the extent of it. And until next time, keep reading. Keep watching.